Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Dark Waters Performance Dive Co. Uh, they manufacture top-of-the-line gear for spearfishing and free diving in Southern California. If you're looking for a custom float line for hunting a fish of a lifetime, Dark Waters can build it for you. They also offer FII Level 1 free diving classes. If you're brand new and want to learn how to free dive or spearfish, they can definitely help you out. Um... Check them out at darkwaters.co, and if you have any questions, send them an email to sales at darkwaters.co. Uh, go buy their shit. It's lifetime guaranteed. Uh, take their classes. Dive deeper, longer, and harder. If you guys want to buy some uh, gear from there, they're going to give a promo code in their cast crank on their website for uh, classes or for 15% off of order. Uh, again, check them out at darkwaters.co. <laughs> Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Eric McIntyre with Fishhead Custom Lures. What's up? And uh, this is a cool one, man. He's very popular. I, I think he is through the scene with uh, his paintings. He's got some sick uh, lures he makes and a real popular spotty crankbait. So uh, we're going to kind of talk about how he got into it. He also has a pretty interesting job. Doing uh, you work with the white sea bass fish mm-hmm. hatchery, yeah. so he's uh, pretty involved in the fish industry. Um, so let's talk about how this all started. How'd you get into fishing? I got into fishing uh, long ago, and then I can remember. Uh, <laughs> first time was with my dad and my granddad. <clears throat> um, my granddad was in; they lived in Kentucky. We used to go visit them every once or twice a year. And as a little kid, we were. Uh, they just took us out to a farm pond, put uh, bags on my shoes, so I wouldn't step in the cow shit, <laughs> and uh, go catch bluegill. Yeah. And that kind of started it. Um, Your dad then was a big... <clears throat> not at all. No. It kind of skipped a generation. <laughs> so, yeah, my granddad was heavy yeah. into it, and he used to make lures in his basement, and uh, I don't know. My dad, Did that kind of trigger you then to what you want to do because your, your grandfather... A little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were like... My dad, I think, was like the sixth generation dentist, and kind of that part <laughs> wasn't feeling it, you know. So I think there's some they're kind of bummed about that, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the outdoor thing caught me. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. And uh, so you uh, grew up in San Diego. 
Well, yeah, we moved here when I was 10. Okay. So lived in the Bay Area up north before that. Um, never really fished up there. Okay. So it wasn't until we moved here and um, started hitting the local lakes, mostly Poway, uh, Lake Dixon, Lake Hodges a little bit because they're all within like 10 minutes of my house. Yeah, yeah. And we were doing all that and some little golf course spawns and stuff. Were you doing spotties then too? Not at first, no. no. It wasn't until I started driving. Oh, really? I kind of discovered the bays. and. So you've been fishing spotties. the bays for a long time? Yeah. Is that kind of how you got pushed into the job you do? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, through high school, kind of wanted to study fish. Mm-hmm. There was kind of the dream that I'd be a professional fisherman. <laughs> but then realized there was, at that time there was no yeah. money in it. So yeah. I was like, I'm still going to go study fish. Yeah. And at that point discovered aquaculture in college. And I've uh, been doing that ever since. You And that, <clears throat> how did you get into doing that? Like, how did it, how did you get the job? Like, how did that all happen? Um, well, went to Humboldt State, um, kind of undeclared, but discovered they had a fisheries program. Started studying fish while I was there and got my degree. Uh, about halfway through, coming home one summer, my dad knew somebody who knew somebody. Okay. And found this little lab in San Diego and Cerno Valley that was growing hybrid striped bass. I just kind of walked in there with a resume that had nothing on it. <laughs> said, I'm looking for a summer job. You got anything? Yeah. And the guy actually hired me. No way. And then, yeah, l- lucky. And uh, <laughs> so I did that for like summer and winter breaks from basically like my junior year or sophomore year on. So I did that for about three years. That's all hybrid striped bass? Yeah. It was a commercial operation. So they had like a research lab. How big would they get in there? Uh, we were growing them just from egg to like two to three inches. No way. And then send them out to a farm in Indio out by Palm Springs. And they would grow them up for um, commercial size, basically to sell them to restaurants and markets. A couple pounds or something? Yeah, I think Target was like a pound and a half. Really? Did they fight? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> were they really good? Yeah. Hi- hybrids pull. Do yeah. they have them in any lakes? Uh, no. no. They, they had stocked like, what was it, Santa Ana River Lake, stocked them at one time. Uh, that other one, Corona Lake, okay, had stocked them at one time. Really, uh, just a small couple hundred fish or something like that. How'd they do? Uh, I don't know. Not so good. Really? I don't think people. I know one guy caught one that was like huge, like ten <laughs> or twelve pounds or something. Yeah, and uh, but he never heard of them. I don't know what they did. Wow. And then um, Irvine might have bought some too. Yeah, that's, my, was, that's was, my lake. I love. Yeah, it was yeah. mostly for commercials. I was going okay. to like, they did live sales at the Asian markets, uh, some restaurants. They had a processing thing too, so it's all fillets. Okay. It was mostly live sales. Okay. And, uh, did, so, so you did that and that kind of went into what you're doing now? Or yeah. did you do some other fish in between? No, it was that until like I graduated, did three years full time mm-hmm. after school. The same guy that had hired me there had gone to the, the white sea bass hatchery um, like a year or so after I graduated. And then it was a couple of years later that a spot opened up and he called me saying, hey, we got this opening. Are you interested? Mm-hmm. And I went up and interviewed, which wasn't much of an interview. It was like, tell me about it. Do you want it? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. That kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, again, lucky. Um, and that was 2001. I've been there ever since. Oh, man. So... So you know a lot about white sea bass then, huh? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> do you fish for them a lot? Uh, not as much as I'd like to. No? I mean, we do some for work. Uh, I don't get out on boats too much, but um, we do go out and collect wild fish for uh, our brood stock, our spawners for the program. You'll go out and do that? 
sometimes. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, dude. Oh. And uh, they have, don't they have like a, a pin in Dana Point, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and I've caught in like a lot of shorts there. Yeah, so yeah. I hear they, they hang out at the bait bars there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super cool. So let's talk about how you got into painting lures. Okay. Um, let's see. I don't remember what year that was either. Um, I did a, fished a tournament for the FLW, like the Everstart series. Mm-hmm. That they used to have along the... Uh, California, mm-hmm. um, like the Western states or whatever, and just fished the, the Delta. So I went on as like a co-angler, mm-hmm. and that was probably 2008 or something, maybe, something like that. Um, I just thought it would be fun. Let's go check this out, see what the tournament thing's all about. And um, Were you pretty hardcore uh, freshwater at the time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it was before kids. So I was hardcore every day, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> or before they were they were old enough, yeah. And uh, so went up there for a couple of days and pre-fished, and then did the, as the co-angler, you just get random drawing. You get paired up with a professional, or basically a boat owner. <laughs> and um, the first day I was with a guide up there, and we fished pretty hard. Uh, Delta, yeah. Okay. So I was out of um, I forget what the place is called. I think run kind of run all the tournaments out okay. of there, and. Uh, we just fished right in front, and wh- he whacked him on Senkos, and then caught my first like real swim bait fish fishing with that guy. I think it's six pounder on an osprey. Nice. During the tournament, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And then like two dinks. But, <laughs> um, the second day, I got paired up with another guy, and he was straight bed fishing. So I was just kind of watching him. Which yeah. Sucked, but I managed to um, have like a fifteen minute stretch where I put four fish in the boat which is what i needed wow and um then just proceeded to kind of watch him bed fish all day <laughs> and he he you know he ended up with like 24 pounds or some shit wow and he went on he made the cut and went on i barely i barely made the money cut yeah you know, so i kind of got my entry fee back which was cool uh but making a long story short talking had a lot of time to talk with that guy while he's fishing and he kind of introduced me to um, a company called Six Cents. Okay. And uh, at the time, that guy was a painter selling a lot of stuff on eBay. And he's kind of evolved into, he's got his own, all kinds of stuff now. Different um, crankbaits and plastics, jigs. I think the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, he was, oh, yeah, custom painting. You should check it out. It's going to be a big deal. And, okay. <laughs> uh, so I did. I guess it was, huh? Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it turned out to be. And you uh, started in 2000. Well, here's the thing. I, I went home, bought a kit off eBay, tried it, sucked at it, hated it. <laughs> and it was like so frustrating. Yeah, like, dude. I gave up on it. I put all that stuff in a box on the shelf and shelved it for years. Yeah. And uh, it was about five years ago. I picked it up again. Okay. And went in with another mi- different mindset. I'm like, work through the frustration. I'm going to watch some videos, hang out on Tackle Underground. You know, yeah. The forums ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And just kind of learn it and you know, rest. here we are. Yeah, dude, that I like I said I when I started surf fishing, I would I went through 5 million lucky crafts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I cannot keep spending fucking $17. Yeah. These things look like shit now. Yep. So, I tried a couple different things and I started painting myself. I got lucky my my uh, cousin's husband is a like a professional airbrusher. Yeah. Named Steve Van Diemen. 
So he does. Uh, Matt knows who he is. Koch actually from Art. Okay. Uh, he does. He works at. Uh, he does like seminars at West Coast Customs. Okay. Uh, where they do, you know, they you ever go to the one in Anaheim? There's, they sell like all airbrush. You should stop by if you're oh, down. Co- I've yeah. been to Coast, yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to any of their seminars though. That, yeah, dude. I mean, I would go there and buy, um, you know, uh, the paint all the time. I had a mm-hmm. couple of the uh, Pache airbrushes. Yeah. I, same thing. I tried. And I got okay at it. I wasn't, it just, you know, the time. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, I just want to fucking fish. Man. It's hours. <laughs> so it'd be like you know I did the the stencils and I did you know made a couple and this is back when I kind of feel realized about it was probably 2010 11. Mm-hmm. It was Fishing Network and it was that guy. I think it's John Kim. Yeah, and uh, he did him and he had the Lucky Craft whole deal, but he had some cool lures too. Mm-hmm. But I never saw anything else from him on that. You know so. I feel, you've been doing it for a long time, and you know yeah. where, where I've seen it for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's it's really cool. But uh, so, do you do only repaints, or do you do your own lures now too? Uh, it's, a little, it's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Like right now, like half of the orders I have to do are repaints or more. Uh, guys sending me, uh, you know, I got one guy that sent a box of like fifty baits. Oh shoot! And then yeah, I'm about halfway through that. Um, do you do it like a production line? Yeah. I'm yeah. Just, I'm starting to. I used to be like, just take orders and just knock one, out an order one, and move yeah. on to the next. Now it's like, well, this many guys want spotties. So I spent one day just paying spotties. Like last week, I think I knocked out like 30 spotties. Is that like a big business for you, spotties? That's the most of it, yeah. Yeah. It's that and then everything else, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and the ghost shrimp, I think, is the next most popular. And then everything else is just kind of random. And did this turn you into like a big crankbait fisherman since you pin? You know? I, I think I, I was before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back growing up around Lake Hodges is a good crankbait lake. Uh, so we used to fish a lot of um, shad wraps and fat wraps and jerk baits okay. around there. Um, Were you part of a club, a bass club? I never did never? a club thing. No, okay. thought about it, but didn't have time for it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so now did you take the crankbait? Uh, knowledge you had and kind of push it to the salt water when you're doing spotties yeah because like um when we started hitting the bays and stuff it was all swim baits i never really thought about fishing anything else and it wasn't until a few years ago i'm like spotties eat everything just like a largemouth (laughs) and you know even more aggressive towards it and started throwing the crankbaits and then um kind of came up with the ghost shrimp idea was that before the spotty yeah okay ghost shrimp is your first ghost shrimp was the first one and then you know that kind of triggered a couple guys were like dude you should paint a spotty can you pull out some of those baits and we can take yeah, a absolutely. look at them um let's see this ghost shrimp is kind of a kind of a blemish one so it's not perfect but I like that one's there cool man and that's just <clears throat> probably end up as a personal because i jacked up the eyes on it <laughs> is that a stencil you have on that one yeah okay. so all the um any craw or shrimp or you know crab pattern or whatever i use mm-hmm. a stencil made out of frisket foam and that's how i do the the kind of the shell pattern um, and you're probably learning a lot about your uh colors mm-hmm. you get to make a lot of custom colors not too much no uh i used to like the the base color for that one was like a bone color but now that there's a bone color it's okay. called that's available through like coast airbrush has yeah. it um I think what else the uh like the wounded soldier which this one's I just kind of was screwing around because I had extra paint 
this is, a, um, is this a newer card? Do you use this something you've been doing for a long no, time? No, I've done the Wounded Soldier one for a little while. Uh-huh. Um, and Wounded Spotty. But to actually put it on like a crawdad or a crab type pattern, that's the first one I've done. I, I just learned that Wounded Soldier just kind of mimics a sardine. So yeah, that's a little uh, off base. But, uh, nice. So Let's see the spotty. This is the one everyone spotty. wants. <laughs> see, which is a good one. It's a jerk bait. I've been doing a few of those lately. Is it started uh, out as a crankbait though? So, but I'll put this it. isn't a one ten, is it? What is it? It's similar. It's a one thirty. It's a blank. So, but it's it's similar to the the one ten. It's just a, uh, like an inch bigger. Cool. All of these are um, they're knockoffs or blanks. So they're uh, generic baits that are molded off of brand name stuff. <coughs> yeah. Like this one's similar to the. So you do both. You'll sell. You'll Most sell the we, bait already made, and then you'll do the repaints. Too. Yeah, okay. and I can get some baits for people too. I mean, I've been painting a lot of Norman, like deep little ends, uh, Strike King five XDs, ten XDs. You mm-hmm. know, I can get those for people too, whatever. Or get some guys will send them to me either way. Yeah. So um, you can see that most of what I paint and fish are the are the knockoffs though. Others, uh, you feel like they work just as well. Most, yeah. I mean, there's some crap ones out there, and I think I, I posted not too long ago. I found some. Deep little end knockoffs, and they were garbage. So I, I won't sell them. I'll, I'll, I test stuff out first. Oh, you do? That's yeah, cool. Try to get um, good quality stuff, and I'm not selling something that I don't fish myself. So between that one I just showed you, uh-huh. and then this one. Yeah. And this is the one I fish the most. It's got this hole in the lip. I don't know why. Supposedly for a bubble trail. Yeah. But I think it helps. With, and this is diving. That one dives like 12 to 13 feet. Wow. It's kind of heavy, so it, it bombs. You can yeah. cast that thing far. And then when it gets down, it stays down. I think hit the grass and it just kind of hovers there. And that's a lot of time when they eat it. Yeah. <clears throat> You'll grass your fishing down San Diego a lot, huh? Yeah, primarily Mission yeah. Bay, San Diego Bay a little bit. Yeah, I gotta, I've got to get down there sometime and try to fish, man. Yeah, I, come down. I talked to uh, Matt Moyer, too, about mm-hmm. it, coming down. and it's a, uh, You guys got a great fishery down there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. No. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> you've been, man, that's, these are really, really nice, dude. Yeah, thank you. So cool looking. And it get, how long did it take you to really get down the spotty pattern? To where it's at now? Yeah. It took a while. Yeah? Yeah, a lot of trial and error, a lot of playing with colors, uh-huh. just to kind of get the blend right. And the colors, kind of they kind of feed off each other a little bit, too. So it's not just... Now, are you an artist? Am I an artist? Like, do you do you draw and stuff? I yeah, well, I, I I would say an artist is a stretch, but you know, I took art classes in high school. I was always into it. Okay, I just felt like it sucked. Yeah, you know, so I mean, not that to that level by any means. But I mean, you you had like a, a interest in art. Yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely. So this isn't like you just said, oh, "I'm going to do it." You're like kind of like, uh, you can kind of make something. The lure looked the way you wanted to, like a piece of art. Almost mm-hmm. kind of okay. Yeah, you know, a lot of people <clears throat> tell me that. I'm probably a little extra critical of myself. But people are like, dude, I'm not going to fish this. this. Thing's beautiful. I'm like, okay. yeah, you see I that mean, guy have Randy's uh, gave me it from Randy Stillbaits. Yeah, he gave me one of his uh, <laughs> nice. lures, and I'm like, I'm not fucking fishing that, dude. I'm going to fucking hang it on the wall, yeah, bro. That's nice. Rad. Yeah, I got a guy send me some of those. I got to paint too. Yeah, dude, those are. Yeah, Charles, uh, the other guest, does it too. He'll paint. He'll paint them. But like I want one of them just to hang because mm-hmm. he does. Like he'll do like the uh, Bones Brigade looking thing on yeah. it. Yeah, 
So those are cool just to have hanging up and right. stuff, dude. But these, yeah, I mean, you you paint swim baits too, like the big jointed swim baits. I've I've done some. I've actually got a couple. Um, I got a triple trout that a guy sent me right now that I'm gonna do a couple depths, which will be interesting. I haven't done those before because I got that got soft outer shell. Yeah, so I have to figure that out. Um, we'll do some here and there. Do you do uh, lead heads? I've done some. Yeah, really. Yeah, seem like a, they'd be a bitch. They are. <laughs> <laughs> the smaller it is, the harder it is to get a lot of detail in there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> so lead heads, dude. You you do it all, man. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> do you have a boat? No, no. You fish from shore a lot. I got a float tube. Okay, you I've, do a lot. I've of float been float tubing for shit, almost as long as I've been fishing. Oh, uh, the base too. Yeah, you ever run into problems with seals? No, never, huh? Mm-mm. That's what's always scared me. Dude. I don't go around the bait barges or any of that. Um, <laughs> Every once in a while, like in Mission Bay, I've had them pop up near me, and then, uh, what the hell was that? Yeah. You know, hear them kind of come up and exhale or snort or whatever, and then yeah. they disappear again. Um, <laughs> but no, they've never really come after me or come close. A lot of fresh so. fresh uh, water float tubing, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been hitting fresh water as much as I used to, but... Feel like a little lo- more pressure now? Um, that and a lot of the lakes because of the whole quagga muscle thing, they don't yeah. let you put a float tube in. Really? So, mm-hmm. Down your way, what where, what uh, lakes can you float tube? Uh, I think you can probably still float tube Hodges. You can float tube Barrett when it opens. Uh, San Vicente, I don't think they care because they just kind of accepted that it's there. Because <laughs> um, they're getting water straight from the aqueduct and it's it, those muscles are everywhere in that place. I'm not sure where else. It's about it, huh? Yeah. But you haven't been hitting those as much, huh? Mm-mm. I fished freshwater. I think I hit Barrett once last year. And then I need to start hitting Hodges because it's right by my house. I need to yeah. hike, just hike out there and do it. But <laughs> I get home from work. I'm like, oh, I got all these orders. I got to paint. So how much of this of the time is taking you to really focus on the lure making now that, you know, on your off hours, are you doing that like 30% of the time instead of fishing? At least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, Almost every night oh, after man. work, I get home, I'll kick it for a little bit, drink a beer, have dinner, and then hit the garage. Yeah. Wait for it to cool off. I mean, it's been, this winter's been rough because, like we were talking about with the uh, hopper, the humidity, the the rain, all the rain we've had, and mm-hmm. the temperature has really set me back because I just can't do what I need to do. You can't do any clear coating when it's like no. that. So you got a lot of lures just hanging your. Did your garage turn into a workshop for this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we got a one one car garage. We live in a condo, mm-hmm. and it it was already a mess because there's shit everywhere. <laughs> and half of it was like, whoops, uh, fishing tackle. This is kind of where all my stuff gets stored. And then the other side became the shop. And there's like a little path you can walk down. It looks like hoarders, you know. And um, I got enough room to move, and that's it. And, yeah. Um, so you don't have like any like custom racks built or anything like that for all yeah, this stuff? Yeah, we bought some um, shelves from Ikea. Yeah. So <laughs> I got little, uh, mo- whatever, modular tie. You can move yeah. them around or whatever. And then I take like coat hangers and clip the lures to the coat hanger, to the wire. So they're all hanging from that. And I've got... There you go. Probably got like 80 baits hanging right now. Do you spin them? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay. I do the... Um, so I'll paint them. I uh, usually let them sit. A day, and then I'll come back and epoxy them. And I've got a little rack with a rotisserie motor. Yeah. And I can spin like 16 at a time. Oh, that's nice. So Yeah, I, I just had the, uh, when I was rod wrapping, I had that little 
it's Baston. Mm-hmm. I had one of those, so I just would spin like two at a time. Right? Okay. But I was so fucking impatient. I would be, it'd be the night before I'd be done. Give me the five minute fucking. Yeah. <laughs> it probably wasn't even cured the next day. Yeah. You know, but it's just like I wanted to go fishing. Mm-hmm. And it all, and I'm sure it's hard to get the right finish to make sure that the bait swims the same way. Well, that's, yeah, I gotta make sure I'm not putting too much epoxy on. Okay. So, so you gotta make sure it's like kind of multiple thin coats possibly or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, yeah. If I, yeah, I used to just get away with one, mm-hmm. but, um, and I've, you know, I fish those pretty hard without any hook rash or any issues. I mean, if it pings off a of rocks or a yeah. dock or something, it's going to chip. There's nothing really either way about yeah. that. Um, I've been doing two lately just cause um, the humidity and stuff is, if I don't get it even, mm-hmm. you know, if, or if I rush it and miss a spot or little bubbles come out, I'm going to sand it down and put a second thin coat on. Do you have the Most, kids helping you ever? They want to, but <laughs> they, they, you know, they talk a good game when it comes down to it. Not yet. No. So soon enough, probably. Yeah, we got some other things in the works that they they want to get involved in. So. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, busy with the kids always, huh? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, and you, uh, what kind of hardware do you like to use on your baits? Do you? Uh, so when they they do a repaint, are you, um, just giving them back the lure with no hardware? Yeah. Okay. Usually those guys have stuff ready. Okay. So they they just send me the bait. Um, if they want new stuff put on, I'll put on it. Uh, what I put on the baits that I sell, it's uh, VMC hooks right now. Uh, it's just a kind of a generic stainless split ring that I get from one of the suppliers that sell the blanks. Okay. And uh, I've been playing with other hooks with the owner inline singles, um, trapper, the trapper trebles, which are, are kind of weird, but I don't know if you've seen those. No. It's kind of, I don't have any. Uh, there might be one in the car, but anyway, the trappers have instead of a round band, it's kind of a like a square. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen and, those. Um, the fish they tend to stay pinned on those things. Oh, really? But um, I need to test it more. <laughs> so, and I reached out to them. They wanted a picture to use in one of their ads. I'm like, hell yeah, go for it. Just put my logo in there, mm-hmm. and they did. I don't know if they ever used it, but then and that like kind of opened the door. I'm like, hey, can I? Who do I talk to about? getting wholesale pricing mm-hmm. i want to start using these and i got crickets <laughs> i sent an email out said, oh yeah he's, he'll, he'll get back to you and i'm like sure he will that's what happens sometimes but, right yeah so whatever um back to vmcs for now and um at <laughs> some point i might do like upgrade to owners or whatever yeah. but trying to keep if i gotta do that i'm gonna bump the price up quite a bit and so what does a bait run right now i'm doing 15 each for doesn't matter if it's crank or doesn't matter okay any paint any pattern repaints it's not bad at all dude yeah yeah i mean that's let's keep it reasonable dude uh tackle gets lost and shit yeah don't you feel like you're talking about a lucky craft like burning through 2018 or 20 dollar bait and like well if you get one and shipping it's basically the same price yeah with kiss it cans free shoes motion sounds something like this Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, I hear you, but this is the thing, is you're putting your time. Mm-hmm. I know that you sat there and painted that. It's kind of a little different than a production line, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, it definitely takes time. My wife saw me about it, too. Oh, God, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't. Hey, mm-hmm. trust me, I get so much shit from my wife sometimes. Mm-hmm. They're at the beach today. I told you the kids are yeah. gone. And my wife's gone, dude. This is my day. Nice. Well, I should be fishing, guys, but I'm trying to bring you more content. There you go. <laughs> um, so did you have this when Instagram started? Or did you do this before uh, Instagram? Like, did you did you have a page going before you went on Instagram? Not for lures. No. I kind of had a personal page, and that's okay. kind of why it's still like Fishhead 15 instead of like Fishhead Custom Lures or something. Yeah. I keep thinking, should I change it? And then I just leave it alone. Yeah. But it started out as a personal page. Okay. And so, I mean, you probably scroll back and see the ugly shit I started painting, you know, <laughs> if you want to go back a few years. <laughs> and so, how has it been with the uh, positivity, negativity with Instagram on, on here? I haven't seen, no, on my page, I haven't had any no negativity. That's good, man. Um, I'm sure, so, but it's getting popular. A lot of people are starting to paint lures too, so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of cool. You're the, uh, you know, the guy that kind of not started. I would say somewhat, mm-hmm. at least at SoCal for the spotty thing. I haven't seen anyone else really do what you do, yeah, like you do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of cool to uh, have you on about that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I've, I kind of feel like I've kind of created a niche of sorts. Yeah, you know, um, I know there's other guys painting. There's been guys painting irons for a long time. Yeah. Um, but no, the lure thing, yeah, is keeps it a little unique. Yeah, definitely. And you do freshwater guys for uh, freshwater. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of dudes, oh, they don't really give a shit. Do they? I don't get many requests. Uh-huh. I started out doing that. I actually first started selling through like uh, some forums on Facebook, like auction type pages yeah. and stuff. And I, and it was all freshwater because most of those guys are all back east. Yeah, and that's kind of why I went this route too. Is there's thousands of people painting baits for freshwater. I'm like, well, let's let's try and you know focus a little bit. I know my market's probably a little bit smaller, but but you hit the spotty thing right on the mm-hmm. head. <laughs> Thank you. So. so yeah, that's what you're you're definitely known for, man. That's mm-hmm. how I I seen your your work, and I seen uh, Corey's reel, the spotty reel. Mm-hmm. That thing's fucking cool. Yeah. Have you done a lot of those? No, I I've done a few. I'm working on a reel right now, and then another guy that I'm supposed to meet. I was supposed to meet up with yesterday. Um. To do Alexa, oh, okay. Uh, so I got those. Um, you got to rip them down and everything. Like, oh yeah, full breakdown. Oh man, I clean them up. Uh, so you're up. servicing them at the same time, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, yeah. When they go back together, I'll service them, clean okay. them up, put fresh oil and grease in there. Yeah. So, have you done a uh, white sea bass one just for fun, like a? I've done some crankbaits. Yeah. Uh, well, I had one of the um, the volunteer groups up in Channel Islands that run the net pen up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had requested we make a bunch of little keychains. Oh, so cool. we did a white sea bass pattern on these little like two inch jerk bait for keychains and put Channel Islands Harbor. Oh, my GoPro, sorry guys. Some batteries <laughs> down. Um, so I just kind of wrote Channel Islands Harbor grow out on the thing and did a set of like 20 for those guys and oh. he handed them out as gifts to all his volunteers. 
So, um, and the guy I'm supposed to meet up with wants to do a white seabass pattern on his Lexo. So oh, that'll, that'll be, be cool, man. That'll be cool. Yeah. First, first one I've done of those. I think yeah, you know that really good, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. what do you actually do with the pins down uh, when you're working? Like, kind of what is your job, Tally? Do you do just a little bit of everything? Do you focus on, you know, growth? And it's, um, if you want to explain just so. Of course. Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. Um, so I'm, work, I'm the hatchery manager at the White Sea Bass facility in Carlsbad. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of overseeing the day-to-day operations there. Um, so it's all anything from, you know, taking care of systems, taking care of fish, making sure everything's running smoothly. And, uh, so we keep adult fish in the house. Uh, currently got like 75 right now. Okay. Uh, they spawn for us. So we'll collect eggs and set them as needed. Basically raise the fish from egg to about three months old. Wow. And then sometimes a little longer tag them and then put them out in these grout facility cages that are, excuse me, they're run by volunteers. So we get them up to size, we get them tagged. We're under contract with the Department of Fish and Wildlife, so we're required to tag everything that leaves the facility. Um, that's where our funding comes from. Basically, okay. work for you. Um, if you have an ocean enhancement stamp mm-hmm. on your license, that's the funding goes to run this program. Great. At least so, we know it's, you at least know you're handling it. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been taken care of. So that's yeah. cool, man. And uh, so if you can give us some tips uh, handling these fish. So I know, say we catch a short one, what's the best way to go about it? Because I've seen stuff, even on the internet, where people go, you got to do this, you got to do that. I think you would probably be the foremost person to kind of help us. With the sea bass? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say don't handle them if you can help it. Okay. Um, Shake them off at both sides. Okay. Um, They're pretty delicate. Yeah. Like most fish, but more so. Um, I'd probably compare them to like a rainbow trout or something. Okay. So if you can shake them off at the side of the boat, and if you get on a school that won't leave, you should, you know, move on as, you know, a lot of people say, you know, because they'll come to the boat and hang out. (laughs) If you're just catching them, you know, one after another, you're going to end up doing a lot of damage. Yeah. Good to just, you know, pull anchor and pick a new spot. Yeah, definitely. So, um. But yeah, if, I mean, wet hands, it's all kind of the standard stuff. If you mm-hmm. do need to get them in the boat, handle them with wet hands. If they swallow the hook, cut it. Just leave the you hook know. and cut it. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they've got a lot of, they're pretty slimy fish. So you start taking that stuff off, you're just going to open them up to infection and wow. bacteria and stuff. Yeah. So, so have you seen the growth of the, the population go up since you've been uh, working? I, I feel like it has. I haven't seen recent numbers. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I know that a lot of the uh, like the regulations have changed, as well as the program being created. So I think both of those are working together to kind of help those fish come back. Um, have you caught any in the harbors ever on your baits? Not on my baits, not yet. No, no. Uh-uh. Soon enough, huh? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got a couple shorts last year. Uh, both of those were on underspin. Um, I haven't been off. I want to get one on one of the squid baits. I don't have any of those in here. What does that look like? Um, basically, I use color shift paint, and then I'll do like a pink and kind of pink and gray and purple, and then I, I print out eyeballs that, and move them to the back of the bait. Oh no way! So I got um, probably show you a picture. I dig through my phone, but um, and then tie a like a feathered treble. Oh really? For a trailer hook to kind of look like mimic the tentacles or whatever. Does that work pretty well? I've yeah, I've got some guys that. <laughs> they haven't been real popular, but I know some guy, some guys that kill it on that bait, and 
The one time I fished Long Beach, we, we whacked them pretty good on calicos, just fishing the, the rock walls. Um, if a sea bass would eat it, that would be rad. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. It's that front one. Wow. So, oh, I think you, you posted this before. I see yeah. that. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, I got a few different things I'm kind of working on to kind of make it, some look like a squid, some look yeah. like an octopus a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, one guy that fishes Long Beach a lot on that purple, the pink one and then purple one on uh, Rapala's. Really? And he whacks them. Kills it. Probably shouldn't be telling you this, but <laughs> he, he probably doesn't want it, but. You didn't say a name, so they don't know where. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, a couple of kayak guys. There you go. What? Uh, let's talk about some of your personal best fish. Your spotty, maybe calico. Um, I don't know. You uh, don't weigh anything? Not, not for. Um, that's weird. Not so much <laughs> in saltwater. I don't carry a scale. Um, mm-hmm. I know I've got spotties up to. I'm gonna do inches, probably up like 19 inches. Wow, that's nice. But those things vary so much in weight. Who yeah. Knows, who knows? You know. Um, but I've got some some good ones. Calico, same thing. I caught my PB Calico at Catalina on a sea bass trip. Okay. You know, midday, everyone was like in the bunk sleeping. And I just had a um, dropper loop out and I saw this fish boil on the kelp line. So I like rounded in a cast, hooked that thing. Uh, I have no idea what it weighed though. <laughs> staring at the picture, it could be anywhere from like six to eight. Wow. Somewhere. But yeah. Pull a Benny and say, if you didn't weigh it, don't say it. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. I have no idea what it weighed, and I've never weighed a calico to have, like, a comparison. Yeah. So, <laughs> I got a good picture. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do know largemouth um, was 15, 12. Your largemouth? Yeah. At Poway. Fuck, uh, how was that? It was fun. Um, <laughs> on what? I was on, a, um, I was on a bed, so I don't know if you want to count it or not, but uh, that was so long ago. Uh, on a six-inch oxblood roboworm Texas rig. Oh, gosh, dude. And, um, yeah, it was crazy. I'd rented a boat, left work early, told my boss, I'm like, that same guy that got me started, <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, I'm, I need to go fish. Yeah. He's like, all right. So I left at noon and rented a boat for the afternoon and I'd done a drift down this one shoreline. It was, like, May, so fish were still kind of on beds. Yeah. But mostly were off, to, you know, like, garden fry and stuff. And I think I got a couple on like a gets it, which was weird. They don't normally <laughs> fish those things. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we're just kind of, I was drifting down the shoreline. I saw this big bed and like weeds behind it and like his head sticking out of the weeds. Oh, like, fuck. <laughs> and, uh, just kind of floated over it. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to spook this fish and drifted over it. And it just sat there like staring at me. Okay, so I ended up, it was kind of in the corner of a cove, so I just let the boat hit the beach, mm-hmm. and just parked it, and the male was there too, flipped a, I think a lizard or something on it, and he ate it before it even hit the bottom. Oh, oh shit. shit. And that usually spooks the female. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing I could do, he hit it so fast, it was just like, can't get him, drop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I caught that fish, unhooked him, kind of shove him this way. Like, yeah, go swim away. <laughs> and uh, look back, the female's still sitting there. But to have that gets it tied on, which 
spinning around. I'm like, I'm going to get my ass kicked, but yeah, whatever. So I flipped it out there and it did this, like those things spiral down when they sink. And she kind of came over and was like nosing it and it spiraled down, but it never hit the bed. I missed like three times, even though it hit and it just went off to the side. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so, and then the other, the other fish had swallowed it. So I had to cut the line. So I'm like, all right, I'll just relax. Take a breath, sit down, retie and put that oxblood worm on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she was still sitting there, so I flipped that thing out, and never even saw it hit bottom. And then the fish was gone. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I spooked it. I thought I was done, right? Yeah. But I never felt anything. All of a sudden, my line's like going over here. Oh, fuck. Got it. I thought it was like a seven or eight pounder. Yeah. It didn't look that big, but half of it was in the weeds, so who knew? Oh, shit. And then uh, once, she, once I sat on it, I'm like, oh, shit. So I got the boat off the beach and like followed it. Which it didn't go very far, but came up, tried to jump, and couldn't. Just kind of did this head shake and fall, yeah. flop over. And, you know, it was quick. It was over. <laughs> was like, All right. Got in my hands. My buddy came by. I'm like, dude, check this thing out. <laughs> Tripping, huh? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's that eight pounder you thought you saw? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and uh, ended up taking it over the dock and weighing it. And yeah, it's 15, 12. Oh, fuck, man. man. Nuts. Have you caught a couple of fish that big? Like maybe in the double I got one, digits? one other fish over 10. Okay. That was a couple of years before that, um, back when they allowed you to fish water dogs. Mm-hmm. Like those baby salamanders. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing, Poway Lake uh, pre-spawn, though, I think, more like in March or something. Wow. And, yeah, usually fish those things and, like, catfish want to kill them. So it's hard to get bass to eat them because they just get crushed. Yeah. And they come back with all these bite marks on them and they're just mangled. Like catfish just kill them. I don't think they eat them. Yeah. But somehow that <laughs> somehow that day I was in the right place kind of fishing the spillway and just kind of sit back and letting this thing soak and I got a monster <laughs> big old um that one was right at 11 even and this is the only two that I've weighed yeah I don't think I've got any others over 10 I've got some close at Hodges but are probably like in the 8 to 9 range just wow that's nice stare and compare yeah but yeah Again, never put them on a scale or tape or anything like yeah. that. So, those are some nice PBs, though, man. Yeah, it's definitely. Gonna be hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, I hit mine early on my freshwater one. Mm-hmm. Was I used to fish Henshaw a lot? Okay, and uh, rent a boat, go all the time with my buddy, and I hit it. Uh, it was like seven something, but I was maybe a year into fishing, nice. not even that. Yeah, I had an ugly stick, a five foot six ugly stick, a Daiwa Strike Force reel. With twelve pound with a um, spinnerbait, uh-huh. and I'm oh, like, I think too. I'm fucking stuck. And my buddy's like, "Look at your fucking tip!" And it's mine. Like, That's an ugly oh. stick, dude. I had the thing fucking bent over. Full bender. Yeah, it was, nice. dude. Yeah, it was. It was a fun time, dude. Catching. <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, when you first start, you got some of the shittiest gear ever. You're mm-hmm. like, ah, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's a, that's a, some great PBs, dude. Yeah, thank yeah you. definitely. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Where well, can they catch you at? On Instagram, it's at Fishhead15. Uh, Facebook is Fishhead Custom Lures. Um, I'm not as active on Facebook as Instagram. Yeah. But I fi- figured out how to link those two. So <laughs> um, if it goes on Instagram, it now automatically goes on Facebook, too. Awesome. So what's uh, your local tackle shop you like to go to? Uh, well, we got a couple in Oceanside now. There's LP Fishing Supply, mm-hmm. um, Pacific Coast Bait and Tackle. I shop at both of those. Um, they're also both carrying my baits now. Oh, really? So, yeah, working 
working on keeping those guys stocked, which how many is, uh, is tough. Shops are you in? Just those two. Those two right now. Okay. We've been talking with a couple others up this way. Okay. Um, I think they got uh, locked into like Fred Hall stuff. So okay. That has kind of been put on the back burner because of the shows and mm-hmm. they've been busy. So hopefully um, things settle down. I'll, I'll pick up those conversations again. Yeah. Um, but until I know for sure, I don't mention it. No, but, I get it. Because <laughs> um, I don't know how they'd feel about it. But yeah, those two shops... Okay, Bates. Great. As much as I can keep them stocked. Yeah. Which has been. And uh, this will probably air before our 50th, so he'll throw in some baits too for you guys, free yeah. raffle. Yeah, for sure. Be cool. A lot of people are throwing a lot of cool stuff in. Um, I don't know when this is going to air, so keep an eye out. We'll probably have way more stuff to put on. Uh, we're having uh, two more trips. Benny Florentino put in a half day. Nice. And uh, Sean Anderson, Fish on Guide Services, put in a trophy trip. Ooh, stripers. So, yeah, dude. Nice. So there's like three trips you could, chances of winning. So All right, well, I better be everyone, everyone come down. There's free stuff. Get some beers and food, and you could even get your voice on the podcast asking a question. There you go. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks, Eric, again for coming on. Oh, really thanks appreciate for having it. Me. Appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned for the next one, guys.